0: Back to another edition of the Power Podcast this week. I'm joined by Bertie. Hey, how's it going? At 40. All right, all right, all right. And Hamish. Uh, yep. All right, officially. And your host, Hamish. Sorry, officially around one of the 2023 competition. Uh, but let's start off first with the junior rep results for round four. Um, so, uh, spoiler alert, another three grade. Uh, sorry, another three wins across the three grades. So let's start out with the SG ball. Eagles 44, defeat the Bears 12. Tri-scorers 3 to Twiddle, 2 to Arthur. Sanders, Pryke, and Parry all going over. Is this the first time Parry hasn't scored at least a double?
1: Yes, this is the first yep. time he hasn't scored multiples, yeah. It's just
0: uh, Sanders slacking. 6 off the boot. Yeah. And I think he's he's the leading tri-scorer by 1, isn't he, over a night's that, blow? That's
1: what the teller we had uh, as for today was, I think, yeah. He's up by 1. All right, him 40. Yeah, uh, this was a – very much the story of the day, Ham, was a game of two halves, wasn't it? The first halves for pretty much all the teams being a real meat grinder and close on the scoreboards. We burst out of the blocks in this game, looked dominant in the first 12, uh, 12 to 15 minutes, uh, got up to a 12-nil lead, let the Bears back in, and especially that second uh, they scored in the stroke at halftime. That looked like it was going to be a backbreaker and had the Bears you know, right back in the box seat to take control of the game. But in the second half, uh, I'd probably say it was an injection – of Lance Lima in this one, Ham. I don't know if you agree with me there, but the, in the second half, he set the tone and the Eels just ran away with
2: it. Yeah, that, that those opening minutes, we were on top. It might not have it on the scoreboard, but we just made so many errors close to their line. I reckon we bombed about three or four tries in that opening 12 minutes. Um, oh, I yeah, 100% we, we bombed agree. a few
1: tries, yeah.
2: I 100% agree. Uh, Lima coming off the bench, pretty much played the whole second half. Um, and also Sam Tuovati, come back on too and that's sort of just those two together like
1: what a luxury to have a player like lance on the bench in the sg4 seriously
2: incredible Uh, and um i thought in this game uh his name's Te Hurinui, but apa Apa, is also uh twiddle or twiddle i'm unsure of that he he stamped his his mark in this game he um if you if you watch the highlights his first is his first try i think it is whether it's a, it's a oh, set play on the right.
1: In the shadow of Josh, Josh Lynn. Yeah, what a Oh, try.
2: Josh, it's, it's the epitome of it's the uh, look Slater long play. play short. He looks at the second rower, dummies out second rower, and then upper comes from nowhere to grab this short ball and just bang straight onto it, straight through a gap. That, that was straight from the,
1: like the Cronk Slater textbook right there. You had Slater lurking in the shadow of Cronk, could have been an inside an outside option, and just holds his run up beautifully to break to the outside the last moments of the defense parts. Yeah, it was great stuff. And then he had another try at the end to seal his hat trick ham where it was like uh, Chris Ninu back in the juniors, just the in and out turn, the fullback, inside outside, and, and then backing himself for the corner to score.
2: Yeah, he it really it really impressed me this game, um, not only with the ball, uh, without the ball, um, setting his defensive line. Uh, I, th- I, th- I remember one kick going to ground. And now yeah. that was obviously Parramatta's forwards, you know, getting up and smashing them in defence.
1: But he's a busy man at um, the back.
2: But he was very busy man, and I thought it was a very good game. Um, other than him, Matty Arthur, another fantastic game, had a double this week.
1: Yeah, It was funny because he was probably a little bit guilty of overplaying his hand in this one too, a couple of forward passes, but just shows how influential he still is. He still had two trices, I think, in this game. or And uh, did he bag one or two for himself there? He, bagged, uh, he got the
2: double. He got the double, got the double
1: yeah. Uh, being an absolute menace on the goal line there. With a One was a really well-shaped park, fake pass to Sam Torvati, which the defense had to sell out for. Like they just had to because Sam was flying in and he just held it, held it up on him himself. And then the second one was a bit of a, more of a budger from the defense. But yeah, he's been fantastic for this team. Uh, Sanders and Lynn, that combination is going from strength to strength too. Uh, They've really settled in nicely. I think uh, you are there for the f- first round, Ham, so you've seen the progress of Sanders week to week. But he is looking very comfortable now. He has got that ability to, you talked about look, uh, sort of ability to look wide, play short. He does that very well, but he also runs the ball so strongly. It makes him such a menace to try and bring yeah, he, down.
2: He had a good try where he just took on the line. From from the time he got the ball, you knew he was going to score. The,
1: and there was one – he didn't score the try, but he set it up. It might have been – was it the Matty Alpha try maybe? He just came downhill down that left edge like he was shot out of a cannon. And uh, I like didn't fully split the line, but dragged defenders through and just set up the fast play the ball, which opened up the path for us to score. So, yeah, good to see yeah, the also.
2: halves. Yeah, but – um, you know, despite where the Bears are coming on the table, they uh, put in a good effort. So, um, yeah, I suppose really good to see a big win from the SG ball. I think they've finally clicked. Um, and in such a short season, you know, the fact that they've won the previous three games to this and I, I don't think they've been at their best. I still don't think they're at their best, no. but it's good to see that they're um, improving those combinations.
1: Moves us up into second on points differential keeping us abreast of the Raiders and the Panthers undefeated on uh, four wins from four games. All
0: right, well, right, let's jump into the mats, which saw the Eagles prevail 36 to 12 over the Dragons. Rokosuka getting a double, Talatayana, Nicholas Seve and Sagalang all going over, Ferugia six off the tee.
1: Talking about Domham. He bangs those kicks. He absolutely bludgeons that ball. I, I don't think I've seen a young kicker hit a ball as hard as he does consistently.
2: No, it's just, Well, we we saw it in uh, the previous week where he got it in between uh, the balcony of someone's (laughs) house. Uh, Which
1: is over the road behind the park. It's it's not just just, like behind Kellyville Park. Oh, my Lord.
2: But, yeah, you you don't don't like to put a mocker on a player, but he screams a first-grade player to me. He's got the size, speed, the the goal. Like, he had curve on his goal kicks. Like, he he had swing on his goal kicks, which is... It shows he really works at what he wants to do. Um, So I think he might be one to look out for. Um, Again, it's a a weird performance from the Howard Matthews. You know, it was one try apiece, and then they they, they were very lucky that the Dragons have a terrible goal kicker. Um, And they went into the Sheds twelve all. Um, And then again, the second half, they just showed their class, showed their fitness, um, come out and smashed them.
1: Yeah, looking back on this game, it's kind of hard to piece together exactly how they got away with so many tries at the end. Um, I, I know that Talatina Tyner and uh, Zadis Tutia were kind of opportunistic in the first half. like They, they scored a couple of tries where uh, there was, you know, was either deflected or bouncing up in between the, the front and secondary line of defense, uh, which uh, they also stay abreast of the Dragons there. But, yeah, just in the second half, they obviously had that big speech at Orange's and, and came out and performed much, much better. I do think in the second half, the forward pack was a lot stronger. Uh, Ocean was very strong in the front row alongside Mikhail Tito. Uh, Uta and Sangalang were good in the back row as well. Uh, I think off the bench, both Lewis Sard and Jack Nicholas had some nice injections, as well as Mason Ong too. So, and then this was also a game where at the end, uh, I believe Lorenzo Ham copped a, a pretty cheap shot off the ball, which resulted in him going off. So the team had to shuffle and we saw Zadis move into the halves and uh, Lachie Konakis come on at dummy half. So the team's showing some flexibility there.
2: Yeah, um, It's really hard with the Harold Matthews at the moment. Again, they're not not playing their best footy, but the only reason they lost that first round match was Zach Fittler.
1: Yeah, they, their their own errors and Zach Fittler, exactly.
2: If it, even their own errors. If it wasn't for Zach Fittler, like, they win that game and they're undefeated for mine. And, you know, they're six now, but they're comfortably, well, if they won that game, they'd be second.
1: That's, that's how it, narrow the margin is. In the junior reps, isn't it? That's why every game counts for so much. Yeah, you're right. Yeah.
2: So, like, also, you know, another... I won't say good win.
0: Another win. Um, I just need to fix up those errors. All right. Well, let's jump into the Tasha Gales, which saw them extending their uh, unbeaten streak, having that draw last week. Eels 16 to the Bears 6. Tri-scorers Mahe, Lima, and Varve. Alicia Bell 2 off the boot.
1: This was a... I fought him... This was a very high-quality game in the Tasha I thought both teams played to a really, really good standard. Uh, the Bears came in and played tough, played physical, played fast. The Eels matched them. And uh, in the second half, the Eels just you know, didn't pull away massively, but did enough t- to get home. Uh, this is a team that's missing, arguably, the most important player right now uh, with Talara Bamblitt sidelined with what we believe was a shoulder injury. Uh, if we go back to that game against Manley, was it him? I yep. think it was. And they're doing a pretty good job scrambling... Alicia Bell was at fullback with uh, captain or co-captain Debbie Dwahi moving into the halves. And I think those two have done a really good job. Bell defensively was very strong in this game. Ham had to put some fires out at the back a couple of times of our right edge getting beaten by the sheer speed that the Bears had down that edge. And on the flip side, Debbie Dwahi has been, re- like she's honestly gone from strength to strength in the halves. And it actually presents a pretty interesting question when Talara's back as to what might be the best combination in the halves.
2: Yeah. Um, Alicia Bell, like we we know her goal kicking exploits. She only only two out of three this week, so a disappointing week for uh, leash there. But I thought Haley Bell had a, a good. I th- I believe they're cousins or sisters.
1: No, I was told not sisters, so maybe cousins. I don't know. Maybe cousins. Unless, unless I I, them. Unless I got fed uh, bad intel,
2: because I saw them catch up with uh, together family after the oh, game. Okay, maybe. so I, they they have to be related. Yeah,
1: Haley Haley. Has a very good understanding where the sideline is with the born hand down that right edge. She she works really well to use every inch and centimeter down that side, and was working nicely with uh, I think it was Lindsay Tui down that edge. Was it him?
2: Yeah, um, Ailey got a few. You know, she was re- uh, hit, hit towards the sideline. Oh, I think she got about two or three offloads away before she went over the sideline, and um, and then defensively late in the match, she absolutely demolished one on one front on tackle. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, Just both both, her both Bells had huge plays defensively, actually, because Hayley had a couple of bell ringers in, in one-on-one matchups. And I think at one point, Alicia covered three plays in cover defense and before bundling the final player into touch on a fast break, which was a huge play in the context of the game. In the forwards, um, Dimmick was very good again. I thought Khaleesi Mahe was strong. Uh, I think Nella Lima did a good job starting in this game too. So
2: I Pac- like the work of uh, Bella Sanford. You know, I think she went sort of – it's her first game, I believe.
1: I think it's her first uh, – definitely her Maybe first Maybe last start, week she started. But, yeah.
2: But she seemed, like, f- f- real aggressive to me. Like, she just wanted to be yeah. involved. She might not have the the technical aspects or, you know, have the attributes just yet, but she wanted to be involved, whether it was attack or defence. She showed a really good attitude for mine.
1: Yeah. Uh, Demick and Black in the front rifle did a good job, and then – In this game, Ash Pottinger got banged up, which forced Q into the fray early, and the team did a good job managing that little, uh, you know, sort of mini-crisis there before Pottinger came back eventually a bit later into the contest, so really good game there. Credit to the Bears. They came in on a, a, you know, solid road trip there and played some good football, but for our girls, an important result. We we did speak about this in the preview, you know, sort of round four is one of the, the sort of critical turning points in this season for all three grades. In keeping at the hunt for what I believe is a, is a top five in these grades, Ham? Six. Top six. Top six. So, which, you know, coincidentally puts them into sixth place right now at the conclusion of round four. So, good stuff there from the ladies.
0: Right, well, before we could jump into the previews, there's not too much news other than the injury updates, which is Sean Lane seems to be out. Was it six to seven weeks, six though, seven weeks. estimating?
1: Yeah, it was the club unofficial, official prognosis, right? It was
2: BA, wasn't it? Yes. Said on SBI Radio, I think. So, or something. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yep.
0: And usually we're pretty conservative with those returning from injuries. So um, I expect it probably to be about that time. Um, Dijon Arcy with his knee and Nathan Brown hamstring are both out or not available for selection in round one. Um, and we found out during the week that uh, that Sean Russell as well is serving a suspension for a uh, hip-drop hip tackle. drop
1: in the round one finals against the Bulldogs in the New South Wales Cup. And it seems like he's been given the, uh, the May treatment where the suspension wasn't served in the finals. Despite the Eagles playing another, what, three games in the NRL final series? Because, uh oh, yeah, it would have been three games in the NRL final series. It was never served in the NRL, uh, which is kind of crazy.
0: And it's now been served in the NRL in round one. Are you able to do that for suspensions that are sustained in reserve grade? I, I don't yeah. know.
1: I, I just, the fact that he's now been suspended for an NRL game and he wasn't suspended for an NRL finals game makes you think that that mandate is set for, uh, what, which May is it? Not a. Uh, What's what the, what the younger mate called from
0: Penrith? Not Ty uh, Raine, the other one.
1: Hey, uh, Ty- Hay- yeah, there you go. Uh, means that it must have carried through to us because we played three more games after that. The, we we bombed out in New South Wales Cup finals.
2: That's so what the fans want
1: <laughs> the fans. The fans clearly don't want to have a, a backline player eligible in a potential backline crisis. So yeah, there you go.
0: All right. Well, other than us bleating, let's jump into the junior teams for round five in that competition. So, all at Saturday, the 4th of March. And where are these taking place at?
1: On the road in Canberra.
0: In Canberra. It's not at that albury Keach Reserve, is it? It actually all the way down in Canberra. Uh, yeah, Bell Connon. Bell Connon, yeah. Okay. Um, kicking it all off at 11am with Gales, followed by the match at 12.30pm, and then the ball takes place at 2pm.
1: And you can catch these ones on New South Wales Rugby Week TV. It will be telecast on their Facebook channel.
0: Good stuff there, Forty. That's why you get the big bucks. Um, Jersey Flake, Saturday, 4th of March, also at a similar time, 1115 AM for the Eels. Um, so Hammond 40, this will be the first time for the FLEG. So FLEG now in the revised competitions is 21. 21. Is that right?
1: 21, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and so a couple of these uh, names, we've seen a couple before. We've seen Jock Brazzle in the second row, Brock Parker at lock, uh, Mugatudia, Larry, we've seen him before. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: a good portion of his team is returning players from the 2022 campaign. Um, I think we have, in what was a, the original 18 listed players, because the club's gone back and redacted a few players, so we're not sure what's going on there, but the initial 18 name players, we had five new faces from external clubs, which were the wingers, uh, Lene uh, Fetterica, which we believe was from the Stormham. Uh, yeah. We've got Bo Nguyen, who I know comes from the Central Coast Roosters. Uh, then you had Ned Hicks in the centres partnering Terrell Williams there, and Hicks comes from South Sydney, if I recall correctly from your notes, Sam.
2: They're South of them. Manly, South
1: of Manly, Yep, there you go. And then front row uh, partnering uh, the double-double, or the big hyphen, uh, Jonte was Noah Reed, who comes to us from Newcastle, I believe. And then on the bench, you had William Latu from the Cowboys, and the reserve player was Lochwin mears Crab, who comes from the Roosters. So they're the five new faces across the backs and forwards. Uh, aside from that, they're all returning players. And uh, like you said, Jock Brazles definitely wanted to watch out for there. Uh, the double-double, the big hyphen, uh, Terrell Williams and Arfamili Stevens in the back line. I, I got good wraps on both of them as players developing. Uh, and then on the bench, Big Larry and uh, Nikau Raffaul.
0: Yeah, so it'll be interesting. Are, are there any big names that you can see in the Raiders team there? I, I can't say so that um, I'm as familiar. Brad Morkos played first grade. Thank okay, you. so he's playing centre. Yeah. Yeah, they had a bit of a, a depth issue, or at least uh, they had to, to an injury issue last year in the outside back, so. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, let's jump over then. So just confirming, so that's 11.15 a.m. on the 4th of March. Do you know if that one will be up on...
1: I don't believe this one is televised on New South Wales Rugby TV, so you have to settle for for my, my live updates.
0: And, and we're hosting that one at Kellyville Park. So will you guys be out there for that, given that it'll be followed by the New South Wales Cup?
1: I will be, but I believe Ham has a familial obligation to...
2: I have some family coming up from Mudgee, so I will not be there.
0: Well, good. We'll have a report from 40 come next week. Yes, sir. All right. Well, let's jump to the New South Wales Cup, which we'll see uh, the Eels host the Raiders as well. So five five games against the Raiders this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Makes you wonder why we didn't play yeah, Raiders, didn't play the first Raiders in the
1: first grade. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't line up like that very often. Five games, but not the NRL.
0: Um, all right. That's also at Kellyville Park taking place at 1 p.m. And let's just cast our eye across this whole team list. Uh, starting off, uh, he's no longer the coach, but he is, the, uh, I assume, the captain still. Jordan Rankin at fullback. Um, Hayes Dunster and Matthew Comalafi on the wings. Isaac Lumi Lumi, Zac in the centres. Breden enhanced Jake Arthur in the halves. Then the forwards are Ofihi, Ogden, Kai Rodwell, Jaden Yates gets the starting Good roll over Mitch Rain. Uh, then we've got Tony Matteelli, Luca Moretti, and um, it redacted was, it at was thirteen.
1: Kier, named originally.
0: Yep. Mitch Rain, uh, Torma Penu, Apelu, and Luizu all on the bench, and uh, our extended player is also redacted. Um, so looking at the Raiders team, they've got a couple of 1st grade or players that have played yeah. first-grade there. Jared Croker, obviously. Uh, Brad Schneider, He is that a relation to one of the no, Schneiders that used to be at us?
1: No relation, no. but he has played a fair chunk of first-grade for the Raiders. Same with Sammy Valame, Zach Wolford, uh, Schiller. Yeah, so they've got, Wolford, they've got a, a pretty pretty solid... Is that Lachlan Lewis' in Bulldogs, Lachlan Lewis?
2: No, different one. Oh,
1: there's two of them going around. There's even, more, there's even multiple thought? losses on the bench, Logan and Lachlan. Uh, but yeah, and then probably the other notable is there is former Parameter Real Trey Mooney. Uh, for all, I mean, he's a very talented young player, but for all the media hype, he's been lampooned and Reggie's to start the season and won't be playing in the NRL, which is a classic Ricky move, I suppose.
0: Um, all right, well, just looking at our team, so Brendan Hands, he was a bit of a, you know, played a bit of half, played a bit of hooker, bit, played a bit of 14 all-rounder. Uh, do you guys reckon that his uh, future is in the, in the halves?
1: Nah. I, I think yeah. if he's going to make it to the NRL, at least of the Eels, it'd be as a genuine utility. And so he'd need to keep sharpening his skill set across multiple positions.
0: Um, the other name there, Hayes Dunster, we thought he might get to go in first grade, but it looks like given he's had a year off football, they've preferred to go, well, we'll get to it soon, um, but they've preferred to sort of ease him um, back through New South Wales Cup. Good idea?
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, a year off he is a long time. Uh, We saw when Guffo came back, was it 2018?
1: Yeah, he did his ACL in
2: first grade after his ACL injury and um, didn't do too well that season. So I I think it's the right move with Hayes. Um, We're lucky that we do have those first graders (laughs) returning because it would be a bit unfortunate for Hayes to go straight from injuring his ACL straight back into first grade, especially when, you know, if he was a seasoned first grader, it probably wouldn't be so bad. But um, with only a handful of games under his belt, What is a bit
1: rough. orders of magnitude difference between Wang awake returning for a broken arm, you know, and getting quote unquote rushed back into the first grade team, uh, versus Hayes being out for an entire year and coming straight back into first grade. So yeah, I'm happy for him to build up a couple of weeks in the New South Wales Cup. Obviously, pending any in injury crisis in NRL. But yeah, I like this move.
0: And then the last big one really is Jaden Yates starting at nine over Mitch Rain. Uh, do you reckon that's a show of a hand to a future 14 for well, the Eagles first that, grade? That
1: seems to be a, a real tip of the hat to the fact that Yates competed and competed really impressively in the preseason to the point that he was the better hooker. And I know that was compounded by the fact that poor Mitch, Mitch Rain unfortunately got concussed in the first defensive set he was in against the Panthers, uh, which yeah. led to Jaden coming in and playing 50, 60 minutes. Uh, you know untapped so he did a really good job there and that's literally sports isn't it injuries create opportunity and Yates uh, stood up and took his and now it looks like he's been given a chance this isn't a a guarantee that he's going to be there the entire time at starting dummy half but he's taken his chance and now gets the opportunity to prove that he deserves to steer his team around the park
0: Right, so coming up against, the, as I said, that Raiders team, they've got a couple of seasoned first graders, but it should be a good outing um, for, for the Eels boys. A couple of those um, guys that have sort of made their way through uh, the, the ranks, Matthew Komalafi, mm-hmm. uh, Kai Rodwell, Maredi Mattielli, they've all got um, some claims to make on the first-grader team if we do get some depth injury, uh, depth issues yeah, or well, injury I issues. in so.
1: particular for Tony, for Mattielli, this is going to be a big opening month to the NRL, or New South Wales Cup to the NRL. Uh, hit the ground running here and you can really you know if there's going to be further injuries or issues of performers on the bench in the NRL suddenly you're probably the number one guy
0: right, well leave New South Wales Cup there and then jump over to the main action in first grade so we're returning back to Combank Stadium just got out the uh, members cards ready to go for Thursday night at 8pm uh, broadcast Channel 9 Foxtel KO etc local um, radio um did you guys get your digital members tickets too? I got emailed through this afternoon and accidentally uh, outed myself in the, uh, in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been signed up to, uh, to every uh, thing that you can imagine. Yeah,
1: mine came through 3.33 p.m. Uh, at a, an undisclosed email account.
0: <laughs> uh, but where did your uh, – what address did your memberships come to?
1: <laughs> um, hey, that's mine.
0: My, that's mine. My. <laughs>
1: 123 Evergreen Terrace.
0: Um, all right, well, let's have a look at these team lists. So, quite different to the teams that ran out in the final series. Uh, the Storm going down to the Raiders, uh, and obviously us going down in the grand final. But let's start with the Storm. Um, so, they still don't have um, their, their, their fullback. Um, oh, gosh. His uh, name's just gone completely from my head.
1: Ryan Pappenhausen?
0: Yeah, Pappenhausen. He, he's not back running yet, is he? No,
1: there, there was a report out last week where it said that he was going to be back in the vicinity of round six to eight, and he had to come out immediately and quash, saying that would be quite optimistic in some sort of phrase or turn of phrase in that regard. So he is miles behind the eight ball. Whatever's happened to him is looking more and more to be incredibly unfortunate in terms of the recovery. He has just not made any progress. So he's been off to the States to get that uh, fancy uh, whatever, you know, Latrell and Tommy T have been getting. And in, in whatever helps him, because he is yeah.
0: I guess it's, it's not just a torn hamstring; it was a completely shattered knee bone. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's completely yeah.
2: I don't know what that bloke would have done. I think it's more mental what that bloke does because can you can pass around information around the world like it's not that hard to learn the new the best techniques or whatever. So that's got nothing to do with it. It must be that bloke's is more mental
0: than anything. Well, his replacement is Nick Mania fullback. Then on the wings, we've got Will Warbrick. Did he play at fullback at some point last in the storm? I've got a recollection that he did. Maybe not. Um, Xavier Coates on the other wing in the centres. Ramiah Smith and young Tonema Payer in the halves. Cameron Munster, Jerome Hughes. Their forward pack is Nelson Osofa-Solomona and Christian Welch is their captain. Their hooker is Harry Grant. The second row is Trent Loiro, Lisa Katoa, Josh Locke. Then the interchange bench is Wishart, Alec McDonald, Chris Lewis, Jordan Grant. The extended bench is Grant Anderson, Bronson Garlic, Sewer Fire, Fire Logo. Is that a relation to the yeah, Fire was, Logo? Yeah, I
1: saw that. I'm not sure. To Richard, uh, Fire along, all right? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've found a role. Whenever you see a, a surname like that, you sort of assume that it's a familial connection. So I'd say yes.
0: Uh, Joe Chan and Jonah Pazette. So having a look at that, uh, obviously they're 6, their six, seven, nine, um, and their starting forwards are all well known, um, probably up there in some of the best in the game. But outside of that, it's um it's slim pickings, especially in, in their forward pack, which is a lot of no names.
2: Yeah, from about what, eleven down? Pretty much. Uh,
0: I couldn't tell you where they've where they've come from, where they're going. <laughs> Pretty, I think it might have been Tyrone Wishart who'd played a little bit of fullback, so he might be like a, um...
1: I, I know. I'm, I'm pretty familiar for Lawyer Katoa. I know that King was there last
0: year. Alec McDonald played a couple of games for them last year is as well.
1: Jordan Grant the former eel? Jordan Grant?
0: I think so, yeah. Actually, no, you're right. He is.
1: Because I know that the NRL.com uh, pre-realism is a late bloomer. Uh, so, wow, what a blast from the past. And uh, Joe Chen, I believe, is... The son of uh, uh, Alex Alex Chan, yeah. So
0: yeah, yeah. Got some raps on him, but he's. I still think he's about a year or two away from what I heard. Um, all right, well, let's have a look at our team list. So not as bad in the depth category, given um, our injury crisis doesn't seem to be as bad a storm. But still, we've got some fill ins, especially in the forward pack. So let's start fullback captain Clint Gutherson on the wings. Make a Sebo and Bailey Simonson comes in. Uh, Will Penasini, Wonga Blake in the centres. The halves are Dil Brown, Mitch Moses, Ring, Ring, uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard and Junior Arlo are in the forwards. Josh Hodgson at hooker. Bryce Cartwright uh, gets a return to the second row after returning from that broken jaw. Matt Durie gets the call-up for that starting second row position. Jermaine Hopgood at lock. And then on the bench, uh, Momosia, Jack Murchie, Wira McGreg, Makahesi Makatoa. So four-man bench, uh, forward bench. And then the extended bench is Jake, Arthur, Kai, Rodwell, Okfe, Kiki, Ogden, Mitch, Rain, and Isaac, Lumi, Lumi. Um, all right. Well, we thought, um, I think a couple of days ago, we thought we had it pinned down. The only notable inclusion there is probably Bailey Simonson um, on the wing. We thought we might get, uh, obviously, Sean Russell, but that's not to be. Um, now, for you, the starting second row, is that sort of what you guys thought it was going to be?
1: Uh, I, would, I would have had right off the bench in, in, based on what we've done in the past. So I think that's the only real surprise for me. Not that he's part of the rotation, just him starting. Uh, but maybe that's a good way of getting the most out of him. Uh, Having him like, laser-focused starting. Uh, and uh, you know let him go hard for 15, 20, and then rotate in. Who I assume would be uh, Jira Momosia, but Jack Murchie also a candidate there. Uh, but yeah, it's not too unsurprising. Maybe just the way they fix it up between starters and, and interchange. change. Him?
2: Yeah, um, I thought Murchie might have started. To be honest with you, um, I liked his line running at the Warriors. We saw that. Well, for his one try against the Knights, um, he's you know probably hasn't got the work rate um, to play a full eighty, but he can play a full eighty, but not the way we use our second rowers. So um, it's interesting. I'm I'm a you know outside of Dylan Brown on that left edge, you got Cartwright, Wanga Blake, Mike Asivo, not the. Um, not the defensive staunchness you probably want uh, on your edges. So uh, hopefully Dylan has his um, defensive game switched on like he always does because uh, Jerome Hughes, Remus Smith and Will Warbrick, I think will be peppering
0: that side of the field. Bertie, some things to like, some things not like. Uh, What are you looking forward to? Where do you think we've got the wood over Melbourne? Where do you Uh, think they've got the wood over us?
3: Look, to be honest, I think our bench, you know, I've been saying this for the past two years, I'd like to go for four forwards on the bench. Um And, you know, what more... I'm happy with, 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 with what we have at the moment. Um, I'm a bit surprised with Bryce Kyra. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know him starting. But hey, I'll back him to the end, right? Um I'm actually worried about this wall Warwick, right? He, he is like a unit. He is massive. Like, I'm not saying he's nasty level, but he's not like... Like if Nick Minney was on the wing, we could obviously target that. But we've got this guy; he's an ex rugby union, rugby sevens um, player. You know, same as Bailey Simonson. They both played for the All Blacks, so uh, it's a bit of a you know what are they called? The trivia question there, whatever. Um, other than that, you know, this Cameron Munster. He scares me because like he is the type of player um, that can just break it up, break it, break the game open. You know, he can just dummy and you know um, I watched I watched the highlights of our uh, the games last year we played against him. So the game in Melbourne. Um, I know Brennan Swift's, oh, Swift's not there. He uh he did a dummy and you know, if you go in your tackles with your arms, like you're not committed, they're gonna break tackles and that's why I'm a bit worried about uh Karen Munster. Other than that, you know, um, you know, I said in the Discord, I've I think we'll monster them, our pack our pack is just too big. Besides Nas and Christian Welch, I don't fear anyone else, any of their pack, to be honest, you know. At least at least is a big, you know, big human, but He's from the Warriors, um, and, you know, we got lucky. We struck gold of ice. I don't think many have come out of the Warriors system that have actually done well, you know, so other than that, I, I feel as though we'll just dominate possession and we'll just, you know, grind them, and, and, you know, it, it might be a low score in a competition uh, game, but um, I'm confident in our pack. I was a bit hesitant heading into the se- off-season who was going to be on the bench, but I'm looking at this bench now. I'm, I'm actually wrapped around it, so, yeah, seeing Gir- Girard, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not sold on him yet, but... I think Jack Murchie, he's he's a great, great addition to the team, you know. And no one's not not many people are talking about him. Like no, when I say not right. many, like everyone's talking about it's Okturi, like right, and Jermaine Hopkins. And obviously Jermaine Hopkins, you know, we've been saying he's the buy of the year. But I think Jack Murchie might, you know, he might be like he might finish top five, top six in the player of the year. That's that's a hot take, but he, he's very solid. Like from the trial I've seen, I don't see much negative in him other than the fact that he played for the Warriors. That's it. He
1: does seem like a great fit for us. Honestly, I think he's just come in and really taken to the culture at the Parramatta Eels and, and found his feet very quickly in the preseason. I think we saw a real glimpse of that in that trial against Newcastle, where he could play in the middle, could play on the left edge, and just did very well in both capacities.
0: Ham, what do you like? What do you dislike? Where's the danger?
1: You know, it's...
2: We've got... I, I, I like the back line, I think. Um, I, I think Bailey showed last year uh, when he moved to... I prefer Bailey in the centres at the moment. I, to be honest, I think I'd... But, you know, I think Bailey showed a lot in the centres last year. Um, Light Wunger switch, Blake, maybe?
3: Um, oh, God, no, please don't. No, I don't think
2: he could. I don't think he could because I think, you know, Wanga probably... He, he was going pretty well at the start of the year out in the centres. Um, it wasn't until injury forced our hand. And then, obviously, that game against Penrith, um, uh, he lost a lot of confidence with catching bombs. But a lot of people are forgetting that Wanga was pretty, like, was doing well out in the centres. So I think he deserves that um, That uh, to, to be able to go out to be, to be back in the centres there. Uh, I think Bailey needs to, you know, I think was showing that he was willing to cart the ball up. Uh, Will Pennicini another year older, uh, 21. Like, it's incredible that he's only 21. Um, I think he'll have a lot of uh, ruck, rucking carries because um, we don't really tend to get it from uh, Micah and Wanga all too well. So I think that right side, we're doing a lot of ruck carries. Um I'm excited for our spine. 1679 and 13. I'm a i am I called it a couple of weeks ago. I'm stamping my foot down. The thirteen is now a part of the spine across all NRL club. So I think one, six, seven, nine, thirteen. I'm excited to see how they how they link together, how Hop Great uh links with the forwards. Um I, I just think that's um you know he'll relieve a lot of ball playing pressure off junior. So Junior doesn't have to worry about, oh, uh, am I going to throw it out the back? He can really take it into the line. And if he gets one-on-one, he's going to be unstoppable there and get an offload away. Um, so I think having Hop great there will really um, free up Junior, uh, which will, you know, we love playing it off an offload. So, uh, was, yeah, that's,
0: that's what I'm excited for. One thing, just looking back at um, some of the highlights against the Knights, is one of those tries that it came out, it came off... Uh, pass from Hodgson at dummy half to junior, then to Reg and then from Reg to to, to Moses. Do you reckon we'll see the Fords into play a fair bit more as well. Yeah, I think all well, during gonna, this game.
1: I think we're gonna have some very interesting configurations of the Fords this year. Uh, I think you mentioned two of them there and Junior and Reg who are just so pivotal to have his team travels in general and obviously they're absolute, you know, units as the, the cart horses, the workhorses going through the guts, but you know especially Junior, he's got such a unique skill set. You wanna try and feature that more And I think that them interlinking with both Josh Hodgson and uh, Jermaine Hopgood uh, will really get the best out of those two. So that, and obviously you mentioned with the halves there, Hamish, I think there's going to be some good looks that way and ability to force the defense to have to hold up and respect the big man, tucking the ball and running as well as shifting it. So it's going to be good to see. And yeah, when you look at that Melbourne Storm list, I know that people have been saying for years is with the year they slide. And um, I was looking, I think the numbers say that last year was the first time they finished outside the top four since I think like 2014. Uh, so, you know, obviously that's one, – one swallow doesn't make a summer, but that's a, maybe an inclination that things are going to be tough for Melbourne, especially with the sort of uh, wholesale departure of their core experienced forwards and the Bromwich boys and Felice Cafusi. They've got a bit of uh, work to do replacing all those guys individually and collectively. But you can't look at that team without saying Cameron Munster, Harry Grant. And Harry Grant is more so near the, the goal line, but Munster is just such a – hard player to deal with anywhere around the field and he's the one player that feels like he can bowl game open no matter how well you're going he he can just have he's one run away from splitting you open and, and suddenly changing the flow so bottle him up and you go a long way
0: towards beating the storm on Thursday night and did you want to touch on the hoodoos there 40
1: oh yeah this and this is a game that I really was hoping we could all hype about the different streaks and whatnot coming into it but with all the injuries and the attrition that's taken place before a single ball's been kicked it's sort of taken a bit of a gloss off it but Coming to this game, Melbourne Storm looking for their 20th straight round one victory under Craig Bellamy, if I've done the maths right there. So they're 19-0 and, and looking to go 20-0. The Eels haven't been outside the top eight since uh, round, the conclusion of round one in 2019. So four straight years inside the top eight. On top of that, the Eels are on a 3-0 zip or 3-0 run against the Melbourne Storm, which is pretty rare in the context of Craig Bellamy-led teams. So there is a, a lot on the line here. We've got a chance to be uh, Brock Lesnar to the Undertaker here and be the one, well, not quite the one in 21, but the one in 20.
0: So just looking at some of those stats, so head-to-head since 98, 42 games played. Storm, 24 to 18 victors there, so they've got six games over us. I, I would have thought it would be more. Um, but as he's touched on, the last three, we're on a three-win streak, uh, and the last two games were last year, so we beat them twice. Um that game which uh, Ray Stone gave his uh, knee for 28 mm-hmm. back in March of last year and then the September fixture where I think the Storm had a fair few out as well we won 22-14 uh, but just looking at other key stats uh, at this venue the Storm have under 50% win rate um, and I think that includes Par- the old Parramatta Park as well but still um, if you've got them under 50% at any venue that's not bad um, Let's have a look who will be official? Oh, shit, we've got Klein. <laughs> um, and then the touch judges are Wyatt Raymond and Phil Henderson, Adam G in the bunker. Uh, the bunker.
2: I'll tell you what, for, for a touchy, if, if I'm thinking of the right touchy, Phil Henderson doesn't go too bad, so. Yeah, he's not bad. Uh, I'll be giving him numbers. a couple of compliments before the game, uh, reminding him that um, what the Storm likes to get up to- uh, how they grubs, how they cheats, how Sofa Solomona never plays a ball with his foot. Uh, so, you know, Phil, I like you, Phil. Don't give me a reason to dislike you.
0: Um, all right. And so final thoughts just from me. Um, yeah, obviously, I think Forty and Ham and Betty have summed it up pretty well. But uh, pretty much Stem, Munster, Hughes and Grant. And I think you can um, put a stopper in Melbourne Storm. But... Uh, we need to come out firing, be very wary, um, although they've got a somewhat depleted roster. Um, I think uh, their old coach has got less out, uh, more out of less before, so they're always a danger, especially when they're written off in early games. But having said that, I, I think they're favourites coming into the match.
2: Yeah, they're still favourites. They're still favourites to get top four. Um, so, you know, hopefully that relaxes him a little. It won't, but hopefully it does. <laughs> and... Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's always a tough game against Melbourne. Like, it doesn't matter who's in the team. You know, you talk about when they had players in origin, players in international, um, players injured like they do now. Like. But I've never seen a, team, a Melbourne team where I'm going, like, I couldn't, that, that player won't play origin or that player won't play for New Zealand or, you know, what I'm like, it's, it's really depleted.
0: Yeah, you're right. They usually have international slash um, origin players across the whole squad. And and, and this year, as you said, Ham, it's sort of like from 11 down, um, essentially, they've they've only played a handful of first grade games between them all. Um, All right. Well, we might wrap that up there. So eight o'clock on Thursday night, we're not just kicking off this round. We are kicking off the 2023 NRL season. So let's do it with a bang and a win over the storm. Um. Outside of that, we'll have some reports from 40 on the New South Wales Cup, and hopefully, we'll get some reports on the juniors coming through from the Cumberland Throw for next week.
2: Uh, also, our uh, reserve grade is also being live streamed um, on New South Wales Rugby League TV.
0: Good man, there, Ham. Um, so, if you have uh, nothing better to do while you're waiting for the uh, what do they call it, Saturday, the Super Saturday to start, um, you may as well uh, tune in to some of the reserve grade action out Make it an uh, extra at Super Kellyville Super Saturday. Extra Super with one more game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Until then, go Parramatta and are we we'll doing, catch you. we doing... Are oh, we doing, yeah. Far out. I'm so out of practice. So out of practice. It's been a long, long off-season. <laughs> <laughs> Birdie. First try scorer, eventual score.
3: <laughs> um. So, I'm going to go first try scorer. I'm going to go Josh Hodgson. And we are going to be saying, read who? Before the game, obviously. But we'll be saying... I, I feel as though Hodgson, you know... He's got a knack scoring tries at Parramatta Stadium, or the old Parramatta Stadium. So I feel as though you know, straight barrow from a dummy half. I'm gonna go low contest. I'm gonna say eighteen four, Parramatta. Um, yeah, I just it will be a high completion rate game, but I just feel as though you know, majority some players see this will be their first game, first up this year. So it would be like a like an NFL preseason uh, game, in my opinion. So, yeah, go Parramatta.
0: All right, here, actually go forty first. Um, okay.
1: Uh, before I do my predictions, I think some breaking news From the PLC elections All incumbent directors have been re-elected For a new term, so good stuff there uh, Now, for my prediction I'm going to go with Birdie with a new face Scoring first tries, but I'm not going to go with the dummy half Who I think will have a good game I'll go to the right edge with Matt Dury running off Mitch Moses Get him over the line FTS uh, As for the score, I'll go 26-12 to 12 In favour of the Eels
0: just looking at the weather app Tuesday 2 March out at Parramatta partly cloudy medium chance of showers most likely in the morning and early afternoon light winds sunset at 7.34pm and we have a waxing gibbous moon so I'll a what, for the gibbous moon a waxing <laughs> gibbous moon Oh, well, what what's our uh, history like under a waxing gibbous moon? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I need someone much more stat-savvy than than myself yeah. to give me a, a response to that. Uh, let's go for you, Ham. What have you got? First try, score, eventual score.
2: First try, score. I think he called it early in the preseason or early in the season. Regan Campbell-Gillard will be getting the first try. Load up, load up all your monies for Big Reg. He's going to have the big moustache and it's going to be... Playing Love Me Sexy on the on the big speakers and on the big screen. Um, eventual score, eventual score, 13 to Parramatta to the Melbourne Storms, 2-4-4. Four, four. I, I was thinking they were going to get a, an early penalty goal, but uh, no, they won't be kicking a penalty goal early. They'll be scoring an unconverted
0: try.
3: Maybe they might do, you know, Greg Inglis' old-fashioned two-point field goal. Mm, could do.
0: <laughs> or, hang on, is Former, it, is it... Uh... NRLW Eels player got caught with one of those on the weekend, yeah. unfortunately.
1: Down by two. Uh, kicked the one-point field goal. Do you reckon
2: she, uh, 100% she must have been going for the 40 metre, but must have been 39 metres out.
0: No, I was told it was 10 metres out, so...
2: Oh, really? Oh, no. Yeah. Maddie. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> <Gee>, oh, no. He's <laughs> got the maths wrong. Off. Yeah. Not the first time. Won't be the last time. No, um, All right, for me, I've got... Uh, out of the bag, coming back from his broken arm, Wonga Blake, first try scorer, one of those crossfield chip kicks that Moses puts up for um, where Wanga goes flying. Um, eventual score, Eels 26 to the Melbourne Storms 18. Um, all right, so now for the second time, this will be the actual wrap-up. <laughs> um, eight o'clock, Thursday night, get out there to start off the 2023 NRL season. Hopefully the year of the eel coming one short last year, hoping to go one further this year. Um, until then, we'll catch you on the next pair Podcast Cheers Cheers We to the